During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, January 26th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Good morning, Kevin and Blessing. How are we doing this morning? Doing good, Andy. Andy, you look great. I was about to flip you, Andy. Thanks, dog. You. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, just I decided to wear the bomber and then um you made a great point by saying it feels weird wearing a bomber in your room yeah because you're just kind of in your bedroom and i said yeah i'm usually in my comfy like hoodie uh clothing but i just want to like pretend everybody listening to this pretend that i went out and i've been doing errands for the last three hours which is not true because i woke up like at eh, like 8 45 um but just let's pretend i was up and about blessing and i was buying milk at the farmer's market or something like that you know See, the thing is, it, I so I right now for audio listeners, right? I'm wearing a sweatshirt and a t-shirt under it, which mm -hmm. I think most of the time I'm usually rocking. Sometimes I'll put on a polo for the the style of it if I'm trying to if I'm trying to go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then I'll rock the denim jacket or I'll rock a bomber jacket. The bomber jacket I feel like I can get away with a little bit because the PSLW bomber jacket is a little bit more comfortable. But when I rock the denim jacket, it feels so weird, even though I know it looks good on camera, it feels weird to wear a denim jacket in your room, which is why I don't do it most of the time. But now I'm in this predicament where I'm looking at you and I'm like, damn, Andy Cortez has got it going on. And then I look at myself in the camera and I'm like, man, I'm bummy today. You know, like I, I, I just showed up on camera, rolled out of bed, and I, and I just came here. Even though I did do the thing where I went to Safeway, I got my uh, Starbucks coffee. I almost bought some eggs uh, and some, what was the other thing? I was, it was some groceries I needed to yeah, buy, sugar. Don't, don't you do that? Like, And you're always like, man, yeah, they judge me because I come in looking like a bum. Yeah. Well, today, I put on socks. That was the big oh. the big move I made today. Wow. I put on socks. I made yeah. a, Today, I made a weird call for both of y'all. I accidentally bought two coffees. And I thought the price is really expensive, but I was in such a hurry and I was like, damn, $23 for one coffee? That's weird as hell. What's oh my God. And me? you were like, Jesus. all right, I'll do it. Like, Kevin, I just, like, I just, but Andy, I just even, accepted it. Yeah. Even for two coffees, that's really high. I just accepted it. Like, well, I mean, yeah. yeah each I mean, coffee's $5, let's say. And that's, that's an expensive coffee, right? Yeah. So that's 10 yeah. bucks. Wow. No, I have him actually make it in my front doorstep, Kevin. I bet. I bet. Mm -hmm. God yeah. damn. Well, Andy, Kevin, enough about all that. Let's get into today's stories because it's a big news day, actually. It's a very fun news day, I should say. Uh, today's stories include Pokemon Legends, Arceus reviews, the next three Call of Duties coming to PlayStation, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around 
the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new episode of kind of funny games cast is up right now and it's our 2022 predictions you can catch that on youtube.com so it's kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe now i highly recommend checking that one out because it is a really fun episode it's one of them good ones we've been on a roll with games cast i feel like games has been on fire lately chat let me say this let me just tell you to anybody who was like maybe should i listen to this predictions episode let's just say that a certain nitro rifle me I, I threw in some new rules to this whole prediction point stuff, and I, I think you're really going to dig what the ramifications could possibly be. So go check it out. Yeah, it's a good someone one. say, Andy, that you threw in some sex. <laughs> sprinkling the sex. Just sprinkling it. You, you got to make the, the taste spicy. What is wrong with you guys? You know what I mean? <laughs> what is okay, because wrong with Here's this? the thing. The premise is, you know. No, I get sure, what you're, uh, whatever it is, there's, there's you no You can make a boring prediction, right? But you got to make it a little sexy, right? Sprinkling the sex. Because you can make a prediction and say, Nintendo's going to put out a first party game this year. Okay, but which one? Sprinkle in a little sex. Yeah, oh, sprinkle, guess what? It it's starting Chris Pratt. Oh, it's coming out uh, October 4th, uh, 2022. Like all of that shit just kind of like that's the little sexy stuff we like adding, Kevin. But then I added some rules that, oof, wow, it yeah. really changes the game. We added, we added some rules that are going to have ramifications for years to come. Years literally. to come, blessing. Years to come, Andy. Uh-huh. I can't wait for people to check that one out. Uh, and then another one for housekeeping. This is a fun one for me. On Tuesday, February 8th, I'm going to be streaming some Rare Replay and also celebrating Black History Month in an Xbox Twitch takeover. You can tune into that on twitch.tv slash Xbox at noon Pacific time. Again, that's happening on Tuesday, February 8th, which I I'm very excited about in my tweet, yeah. tweeting it out this morning. I was like, I dude, I grew up playing rare games like uh Jeff or Gemini and Conquer and many others. And like I'm gonna be playing Jeff or Gemini, an obscure ass rare game in front of the world on twitch.tv slash Xbox, which I can't wait about. They were like, What game do you want to play? And I was like, I could I could pick something that would be popular. I could pick Halo, you know, or I could pick a game that people are gonna tune in for. Now I'm gonna play some Jet Force Gemini. That's what I'm gonna do. And so if you're excited about that, tune into that because I'm excited about that. The diehards will be there, dude, for sure. Exactly, exactly. The day ones will be there. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, aka at James Davis Mix, Blackjack, and Pranksy. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress in Babel, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Pokemon Legends Arceus reviews are in. And with that, Andy, I want to welcome in a very special guest to this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Laura Kate Dale. Laura, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. I've had to drag myself away from playing Pokemon to come talk about Pokemon. I've played a lot of Pokemon. I, I'm super excited to talk to you about Pokemon because you've been reviewing it. You've played hours and hours of it. We talked about your your Twitter thread. Uh, you put up previewing your thoughts on Pokemon a few days ago on this show. And we've got a lot of questions and we're going to get into the we're going to get into a lot of what your review is and your thoughts on Pokemon. Uh, but before we do, we're going to read through some other reviews. Before we do that, I just want to ask you one. How many hours have you put into Pokemon? And then also, what is your background with Pokemon? Uh, so I've put 60 hours into Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus currently in the span of less than a week. It has been a very Jeez. lengthy week of Pokemon. Um, 
my background with Pokemon is that I have been an obsessive level Pokemon fan since childhood. Um, I, you know, knowing a lot about Pokemon when I was a really young kid was one of the first ways I ever like made friends and found ways to talk to people. Today, I shiny hunt in Pokemon, and I have about 85% of all Pokemon species that have ever existed I have in shiny form. God I like damn. me some Pokemon. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> I, I play a lot. Whether, whether the games are good or bad, I play a lot of them. And I think that's what's most important, and I think that's the thing that yeah. a lot of people are most curious about is, you know, sure, you can be a gigantic fan of Pokemon, but when a bad Pokemon games come come out, you will likely still hear the criticism from the hardcore fans. And I think that's really important to not just be like, hey, I'm going to play it and love it no matter what. And obviously you've played some bad ones. And that's that's good to hear, I think, for this, because I think yeah. uh, the ratings we're seeing so far are really encouraging. Especially coming yeah. off of the last few Pokemon games, where in the Switch generation, we got Pokemon Let's Go, we then got Pokemon Sword, and then we got Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I think those have varying levels of what the fans want, what the general audience wants, and what the games actually want to be. And when you hop into Let's Go, it's like, mm. well, we're making a casual game that's tying into Pokemon Go that is adopting that style of catching Pokemon. When you go into Sword, it's like, okay, cool. This is the big next entry into Pokemon. But it's a game that is still abiding by the Pokemon formula, even though it's on console and people have those expectations of the big step, which we're going to get into with Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then you get into Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl as a remake and how that kind of does stick with that same formula because it is a essentially the same game but enough about that i'm gonna pull in some reviews uh, uh to, to read and talk about right now on metacritic pokemon legends rcs is sitting at an 86 on open critic it is sitting at an 84 ryan gilliam at polygon recommends pokemon legends rcs and says pokemon legends rcs is a messy worthwhile experiment the good bits in Pokemon Legends Arceus outweigh the bad, rounding out a successful first attempt at an action-centric Pokemon game. It's filled with excellent ideas aimed at changing a series that has largely grown stale. But some of the execution breeds frustration. Exploring the open world is freeing, but also awkward, until I unlocked more travel options later in the game. Legends Arceus is graphically dreadful, with flat textures and pop-in rampant in every area, but the Pokemon animate wonderfully. Still, I'll gladly take an imperfect Pokemon game that takes a chance on something different, even if it's not always successful. Alex Donaldson at VG247 gave it four stars uh, and says it's the best Pokemon game in 20 years. Uh, his review reads, reflecting on Legends RCS, Arceus after finishing the core game around 80% of the side quests and all but one of the post-game tasks, I wonder what came about first. Was it the de desire to set a game here in the ancient past of the Pokemon world? Was it a, curio was it a curiosity attempt uh, to mimic the earth-shattering success of Breath of the Wild? Was Game Freak bored at last of building games from the same template? Whatever the answer, I'm incredibly glad it happened. This is the best Pokemon game in years. When thinking about this game, it's probably the best to leave any pre uh, preconceptions of the Pokemon series at the door. Reading forums this last week, for instance, I've seen people talking about their planned team, but that's a moot point. In this game, your best way to com complete key objectives is to change your team up often. As such, it no longer makes sense to have a team of specific Pokemon you love and only use them, mm -hmm. at least for much of the game. Subtle changes to the systems and concepts of Pokemon weave through the game to make many traditions obsolete, and these tweaks in over 
tweaks and overhauls add up to create something incredibly fresh. And then over on LauraKBuzz.com, Laura Kate Dale writes this. If you're the kind of person who wants Pokemon to feel grander in scope, faster paced with fewer pauses in action, and more deeply appreciative of the creatures themselves, Legends Arceus offers a wonderful experience. For anyone begging for the Pokemon formula to do something new, you're getting what you wanted. It's incredibly exciting. It's an incredibly exciting video game. I can't praise enough as a longtime fan craving something new. Sure, there's not much in the way of NPC battles that will challenge you before the post-game, which makes the loss of PvP mechanics even more of a shame, but that's a trade-off I'm willing to see the Pokemon Company actually exhibit some much-needed ambition. As a seriously dedicated Pokemon fan, this is the most excited I have ever been for the future of this series. Laura, is Pokemon Legends Arceus the Pokemon game that like I've always dreamed of uh, as a kid in terms of like I want to explore, I want to be in the world, I want a console-level Pokemon game? There are definitely some places where this falls a little bit short of, you know, the the dream. There's, you know, your little th things you could nitpick, like there's still not voice acting. There's obviously like, yeah, there's some very fair criticisms of some of the, the, the visual stuff going on. But during my whole time playing, I didn't care at all about any of those problems. Pokemon felt new and exciting and exploratory. I felt like I was going on a big grand adventure where I didn't know what was coming. The, the By throwing that structure of the eight gyms, go beat the evil team, go defeat the league, throwing that out the window, I just got to play a Pokemon game where they weren't hand-holding me the way through. Where it was just, here's a world, go find some Pokemon. And it captured some of that magic that has been lacking in the polished but very by the numbers entries we've had the last few years you mentioned you mentioned hand holding is this game difficult because that is an issue that i've had with the last few pokemon games where i feel like i'm just cruising through them and of course when we're talking about what is pokemon what is the what is the purpose of these games i think for a lot of people it is the catch them all aspect and so maybe difficulty throughout the core uh main campaign doesn't come into play when you are thinking about the shining hmm. hunting and everything else but of course there's different levels of players and for me i wish that Pokemon was a little bit more so, difficult. Does this it, game raise that a bit? So here's how I would describe the difficulty in the base game. Um, in terms of general battles, particularly with other NPCs, um, up until the credits roll, not the most difficult of games. It, it's pretty well balanced. If you are going through trying to complete a reasonable amount of your Pokedex and a reasonable number of side quests, your team will probably be about the right level they need to be for the challenge you're at. This game has post-game content, and a surprising amount of it, and that is where it ramps up the difficulty in a way I kind of didn't anticipate. Um, the post-game had a lot more, here, here is actual challenges that I was having to retry a couple of times, like, it, it has difficulty, but it puts it at the end so that people can go like, I finished it, okay, now here's the challenge for people who, you know, want to keep going. Did the post-game feel repetitive at all? Did it feel like you were doing the same stuff in the main campaign just at a harder difficulty? Or did it feel kind of fresh and I, like new content? I, I want to avoid talking too specifically about what's in the post-game, but there is story content. There is cool. missions that feel like, ah, this is a big thing I would have been looking forward to. There is more challenging types of things. Like, there is definitely an increase in some of the kinds of things. There are new things you will be doing in the post-game that you weren't doing before that. 
Now, now, Laura, it's okay. Um, I need you to kind of like get on my mental level right now. Okay, it's it's midnight, and here comes the video game fairy. She's coming. She's gonna visit you down the chimney, right? She comes down the chimney. She sneaks into your room, and she like it, you. You left a wish underneath. You left one wish, right? And it's like the one video game wish. Because uh, you've listed your negatives here, what's the one wish you would put underneath that pillow of saying like, here's how, here's what I would add or remove from Pokemon Legends Arceus? The the biggest thing I would add to this if I could fulfill a wish is um, some of the structure of this game feels very comparable to something like a Monster Hunter game in that you've got your sort of core hub town and you're going out to your big uh, environments to do your excursions. There were several times where I wished this had co-op. Like oh, it would there okay. were moments where I was like, I wanna be with a friend going across this big field, um, in a way that I don't generally with open world games. And I don't know why this one felt like that. That would be the one thing I'd love to see if they did another game like this. Okay. Lord, you mentioned we'll, we'll let the video game fairy know. We'll let her yeah, know. we'll talk we'll talk to the video game fairy. <laughs> Their name is Jeff. Uh, you, you you mentioned Monster Hunter, and that's actually where that that was actually something I was wondering as well. As I was reading through these uh, reviews, and as I was reading previews earlier in the week, we were reading stuff th from uh, Japanese publications as well as as, as your thread. Uh, there have been so many comparisons uh, made throughout the the marketing lead up to this game. Right, many people have said Breath of the Wild because they have the big open world that looks sprawling and they have the same shots in the trailer of like the character <laughs> overlooking the hills and all that stuff so it's an easy comparison to make and then there's also the monster hunter thing that that, that comes up how apt are these comparisons and are the do you feel like this shift for pokemon becoming something that might be more adjacent to a breath of the wild style game or a monster hunter style game do you think that's a good shift as well um i think that those comparisons are apt to a degree they are when when I make those comparisons, I'm comparing very specific aspects of them. Like, when I talk about this game feeling like Monster Hunter, it is, here's my downtime area where I'm picking up side quests and I'm doing my prep and doing my crafting, and I'm ready, let's go off and do a mission in a big but still enclosed environment. Like, that structure feels Monster Hunter, but you're not doing the so much here is one big challenge that I'm going to go spend the next 40 minutes attacking this one creature. It's... um. It's got aspects of that. Breath of the Wild feels like an apt comparison in terms of topography that doesn't feel like it's directing you or hand-holding you, where it does genuinely feel very... You have the tools, go follow what seems interesting to you, and there are multiple ways to get where you're going. It's up to you how you do that. The scope is not the same, but that feeling of... You've taken off the training wheels and I can just exist in an, in this game's world. Yeah, I can see the comparisons to Breath of the Wild there. Um, I think that both of these changes in direction are things that I would love to see incorporated into a main series title. I don't know how much of that would translate, but at the very least I think that a lot of the quality of life changes, a lot of the things that speed up the pace of the game that help to make it all feel a little less disjointed. Those are all things that I really hope we see going forward, whether or not the open world structure is something that stays. Laura, toward the end of your review here, right, you mentioned that this is the most excited I've ever been for the future of this series. What do you then see for the future of the series? Do you see 
Pokemon Legends as its own brand that continues to exist alongside the mainline games, the core games. Do you see that stuff merging together to some extent? Like, what what does Pokemon Legends Arceus do that makes you look toward the future and go, wow, I'm excited about what Pokemon has to bring? Um, I suspect that at least for this next, whatever our next mainline game is, I think it'll be somewhat more traditional than this. I don't think that they're going to dive headfirst in on this being the future until they've, you know, seen how it plays out, but... Yeah, the numbers some of Yeah. Uh, a, a bunch of the things that, like, make me excited for, like... Um, Pokemon for years has done a bunch of things mechanically because that's how they did them in the 90s, regardless of whether they're good ne- uh, still good or not. Pokemon Legends Arceus, for example, when you level up, it doesn't stop to go, oh, you've learned a new move, pick it now, what are you getting rid of? Like, interrupting the flow of the game. Just has a little ping on screen that says you've learned a new move. When you're ready, go to your menu and you can you can do that when you're ready. Same for evolving. You go and do it in your menu when you feel ready. So many of the things that they just do every time because it's how they've always done it, they've tightened up in ways that feel so much more friendly to the player. And if nothing else, I hope that that carries forward. That idea of just because we've always had these systems doesn't mean we can't tweak them god damn i'm like this this game is shot up to being one of my most anticipated games now of the year even though it's two days away and i'm gonna play it soon but like it's wild because i feel like everything said so far about this game is what i've wanted from a pokemon game for a very long time you know as somebody who i played i played so much pokemon blue as a kid i played that game probably like 20 times or something like that right played pokemon gold loved it played gen 3 loved it and then fell off because i never got a ds or a 3ds and then came back with sword and played the entry since then coming back with sword uh or not sword pokemon let's go actually but playing let's go and then jumping into sword i always i i didn't know what it was in terms of my my friction of not knowing like why aren't I clicking with this the way that I've clicked with Pokemon mm. in the past, right? What is it that me, for me coming back to this franchise isn't making me fall in love? And I think it is that what is the next step and everything you just, you're describing right now in terms of like the freedom mm-hmm. of it, like the them shifting the formula into being something more adjacent to Monster Hunter, but then also having some of that freedom that is there in Breath of the Wild, which is Breath of the Wild is a game that I love so much because of its freedom. You're describing like what might be my perfect Pokemon game. Where do you feel like people's expectations are at? And like, do you think that this game will live up to people's hype and expectations? I feel like Nintendo has made a bit of a bed for themselves with expectations for this game, because by not saying anything about this game until so close to release, particularly given the fact that, like, you know, it's it's an open secret that, you know, a lot of stuff leaked um, a little while back. I think a lot of people's response to the lack of communication about this game was it either means it's terrible or it means it's the best game ever. Yeah. And I think Nintendo has put themselves in a corner where people are expecting this game to either be perfect or hot garbage. And I think this game skews a lot more towards the incredibly good end, but it's not a perfect game. It's perfect, and yeah. No, it's got its flaws, it's got its rough edges, where I would ask people to set their expectations is uh, is this feels new and ambitious and exciting. And it may not be perfect, but it's not, you know, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl that were completely by the numbers remakes that didn't even fix some of the weird balance issues that got fixed in Platinum. Like, 
this doesn't feel like the Pokemon company sitting on their laurels. It feels like them trying, and that's exciting. And it's thank God. Yeah, yeah I'm honestly kind of shocked and and surprised because I I don't know why I just didn't even look this up. That I I would have never expected this to be developed by Game Freak. I would have thought that this would have been some other side studio who you know maybe worked on like when we first saw the previews for Pokemon Legend Arceus, it just felt like. Not only the color of the font choice they were going with and the fact that there was the legend subtitle, this felt like a a uh, mystery cave dungeon or what, you know, it felt like a side kind of yeah. offshoot that maybe like not N be Nintendo like, will give a IP to like Team Ninja or like Capcom or somebody to develop on the side as they're working on their main thing. Right. It felt yeah. like that when they announced it. Maybe not take this one as serious fans because this yeah. isn't our mainline thing. This is just sort of a side project. But it is really interesting that Game Freak developed this. And um, it, it also kind of makes sense that they put the most faith into Game Freak in order to kind of make this yeah. very different experience still kind of have to satisfy hardcore Pokemon fans. This is really exciting, Bless. I'm pretty stoked for this. I'm, I'm super stoked for this. And I also want to I want to pull in a question real quick from Nanobiologist mm -hmm. who writes in the patreon.com slash games, just like you can and says, hi, Legends Arceus, Legends Arceus review scores. And I'm still like back and forth in terms. I don't know if pronounced it Arceus and Arceus. This is why Pokemon needs voice acting because nobody <laughs> seems to know. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus review scores are in. And holy shit, it sounds like Game Freak revolutionized Pokemon. However, I have two questions. One, do you think these review scores uh, do have a bias to them because because of it being a new Pokemon game and not a remake? And two, is it releasing only two months after the middling Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl have any effect on the very high opinion of the game? Not to say it isn't a really fun game, but does it releasing so close to a very middle of the road Pokemon remake help Legends Arceus shine brighter? Thanks, Banana Biologist. Laura, what do you think about that? I think that that certainly doesn't help, uh, doesn't hurt reception for the game, but also, like, if I think about if this game had come out right after Sword and Shield, I think I'd have still been just as praiseworthy of it. Um, Sword and Shield was the last, uh, like, mainline entry we got that felt like there was some effort put into it, and even that was absolutely n incomparable in terms of the scale of, like, the, the wild area that was one one big area that was yeah. not particularly interesting to traverse because it was a L shape and that was it. Like, this still feels like a big step up from the last time the Pokemon company tried to step up. And I don't think that it's just because Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl was so lackluster that this is being received as well as it is. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that, like, yeah, it sure it sure doesn't hurt to have that near in mind, but I still think the praise would be where it is. God, I, I uh, th this is like one of those days where I'm sad Games Daily is only an hour and we have a lot of other news to get to because I could ask <laughs> you questions about this all day. My second to last uh, thing I'll ask you here is uh, how's the game graphically and in terms of and in art style? Is it a pretty game? I know some of the reviews here mentioned that the game graphically looks dreadful, which I think might be par for the par for the course for Switch at this point. Like, how do you think the game looks? Because that would be my I, that would be my poke that would be my video game fairy wish. Like, yeah, so <laughs> make this I, nicer. I don't think this looks terrible, but it is a game that is carried by its art style rather than its technical performance. Okay. Um, it runs at a good solid, uh, good solid uh, frame rate. It 
like things load quickly and happen quickly. But, you know, if you're looking at a, a Golbat flying high up in the air and it's like quite high up at a big distance, much like Monster Hunter Rise, they're going to slideshow a bit in the very far distance and sort of smooth up as you get closer. And that's not it's not a common thing, but it definitely happens. Stuff like grass effects will sort of fade in as you're getting closer. There, there are corners that are cut to make it run nicely. And I wasn't personally overly distracted by that, but it is it is undeniably a game that has had to use a lot of tricks to get itself functioning. Gotcha. Uh, Laura, before we say goodbye to you, do you have any final thoughts uh, you want to share about Pokemon Legends Arceus with us? Um, I've put 60 hours in, and I'm still working through a side quest list, and I'm still trying to work on my Pokedex, and I'm still wanting to play this game every minute I've got available, and, you know, that's not going to be the case for everyone, and I know that I'm, you know, quite a Pokemon fan, but, like, I wasn't like this about Sword and Shield. I wasn't like this about, you know, the last few that have happened. This has really grabbed me, and I hope that other people enjoy it as much as I did, because I'm having a fantastic time with it. That's amazing. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody, go follow Laura at Laura K Buzz on Twitter and also read Laura's review. Uh, is it LauraKBuzz.com? Uh, yep, LauraKBuzz.com. LauraKBuzz.com. Give the full review a read. Of course, I only read a small excerpt from it, but Laura goes into detail in terms of her experience with the game. Uh, Laura, thank you once again. And as we tra transition, we got another review roundup to get into, but before we do, I want to let people out there know that you can go to Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. When it comes to getting a good night's sleep, there's only one thing you need. A good mattress. Forget all those gimmicks like mattress toppers and weighted blankets. If your mattress is terrible, your sleep is going to be terrible. So get the only thing you truly need, a purple mattress. Only purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. How do I know? Well, I talked to a young man named Timothy Geddes, and Timothy swears by the purple pillow. Then, on top of that, he used to have a roommate named Joey Noel who swore by her purple mattress. That's right. Kind of funny sleeping all over this purple stuff and loving every minute of it. Uh, getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash kindoffunny and use the code kindoffunny. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kindoffunny. Code kindoffunny for 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kindoffunny. Promo code kindoffunny. Terms apply. There are a ton of worthwhile goals to set for yourself this year, and personally, learning a new language with Babbel is at the top of my list. Babbel is the addictively fun, fast, and easy language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg, and as you know, I'm in love with a French Canadian named Jean-Vierre Saint-Ange. And uh, Jen, of course, uh, first language is French. She learned English later on, and I've been trying to learn French, but I keep falling off. I've got Babbel on my phone. I'm ready to do it in 2022. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. 
I could probably use that for English. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code KINDAFUNNY, all one word. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code KINDAFUNNY, Babbel, language for life. And we're back with another review <laughs> roundup. No, you. I meant like turn your camera off and on. Oh, like not, my actual camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry, Chad. We're dealing with this. We're dealing with that was very stuff. chaotic because I was not paying attention, and then Kevin started counting down five, and I was like, "Dude, I need to close like ten windows, and Andy needs to turn on his camera." I'm like screen here. tearing. Look at that. I think we're back. It's weird uh, because it doesn't happen when I full screen you on. Got to turn on VSync. <laughs> I didn't realize it was happening until I minimized. Do it one more time. Like, do it one more time. Small. Yeah, do when what, I full screen you, it doesn't do it. Oh, weird. Weird. Yeah. As well. Sounds like it seems like just a Discord thing. Then shout out to Laura who dropped by. Appreciate her. Um, L- Laura plays a very vital, important part of my life. Blessing. I don't know if you know it or not, but um, basically, when I see her tweeting, I know I should be asleep because that's kind of like my alarm. Uh, like, Andy, yeah, get she's the out there in the UK. If it's get like the, the opposite, bed, the opposite yeah. of alarm or something. It's like. an opposite alarm, Kevin. I know it's alarming for me when I'm like, oh shit, it's, mm, mm, it's like, 324. Oh, no. oh my god. <laughs> like, well, like the, the the unfortunate thing for me and the way that I figured this out that people in the UK be awake <laughs> when we're asleep, which of course, of course, that's like makes sense. God, but I learned it the hard way. <laughs> I learned. I know it's a hell of a sentence, but hear me out, right? I learned. I learned this the hard way. The reality of this is the hard way. When like I was up at one a.m. and I was like, "Oh, everybody's asleep. I can tweet reckless now. I can just say what I want oh. on my Twitter." And then like I say some reckless shit, and all of a sudden, all these folks with British accent, accents that I can oh. read through the text start Beans showing up onto the tweet. And they're like, bro, we're eating breakfast right now. Why, why are you talking about this? And I'm I like, got a mouthful of beans and bread in my mouth okay, right I now. I got a mouthful of beans in my mouth right now. You got to try it before you keep talking all this smack. Uh, beans on a tortilla, you get all day, Kevin. Don't get me wrong. And, and it, you know, what's a tortilla? A flat piece of bread, pretty much. Nah, nah, nah. I'll be honest. I've done it. Like, my, nah. I don't know if this is a Nigerian thing or if it was just my parents. Uh-huh. But, like, as a kid, we would eat every now and then. When it was not often at all. But we would eat, uh, like, bread and beans. For breakfast i think if they're feeling real lazy well, they'll cook sweet? up some was bread and beans. Sweet beans no yeah it's it not, not the right kind of beans, sweet beans. <laughs> <laughs> this, what, what it sounds like, like an exclamatory like sweet beans this is crazy <laughs> they are sweet they are sweet sweet beans is great this breakfast is great sweet beans this is delicious sweet beans i can't wait I can't, can't wait to get to the next news story this story number two uh we also have another review roundup for you with uncharted uncharted legacy of thieves collection uh right now on metacritic is sitting at an 87 on open critic it is sitting at an 88 <laughs> speaking of sweet beans we're gonna start with kevin mcdonald over at the guardian who gives it four stars and says the improvements that this re-release brings to the two games feel minor you can feel the impact of gunshots and cliff grabs through the ps5 superlative controller rumble uh, i played around the i played around with the frame rate and resolution switching between the different performance modes on a giant tv and though the difference was noticeable it was not transformational they always were gorgeous games given that uncharted 4 is already available on ps5 as part of a week as part of a Wii free collection, <laughs> this is the most British thing I've ever heard in my life. As part of a Wii free collection of PlayStation Classics for all PlayStation Plus subscribers, it's hard to argue that this is an essential purchase for anyone who's played these games before. If they pass you by at the time, though, this is the best way to experience two different spins on the same bombastic action game. Adventures that remind us why characters such as Nathan Drake and his spiritual predecessor Lara Croft suit video games so well. 
And then Alessandro Barbosa at GameSpot gave it an 8 out of 10 and says, there's no question uh, there's no question then that you are getting a vastly superior way to play both of the PS4's Uncharted entries, afforded by the more powerful hardware of the new generation consoles. The upgrades are in line with what uh, many other games from the from other publishers are are putting out for free for players, but the upgrade structure here does allow you to grab both games for a small fee, even if you only own one. That softens the blow somewhat, but it's a factor to consider if you've already experienced both games, with Uncharted 4 faring worse with its extremely slow opening when played through again. These are still both exceptional games made better by more powerful hardware, making it an easy recommendation if you miss them over the year. And then Barrett Courtney at Kinda Funny recommends it. And uh, uh, Kevin, if you're able to, there's a video that I have in the doc. Oh man, you're quick with it. Um, if you can play Uncharted, that, we can listen to Barrett's collection. Oh, you can go ahead and play it from the beginning. Yeah, I know, but there's I have to restart it. Oh, damn it. Um, hold on. Where did this is why this is why you need It's to just gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Why are you just on your not for you page, Kevin? I'm not. Uh, Notice not it says log in. in. I'm not logged in. <laughs> Wait, it disappeared. It's gone. Wait, huh. can you refresh? Can you go back to the link? Yeah, I can't. I mean, that's I had it prepped, and then you talked over it. Bless, you talked over it. That's my Hold bad. On. That's my bad. I, you were quicker than you I can, thought you could click on the little line down there and rewind, I believe. What? Oh, down here? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, oh, it is, yeah. but, you, but you can on the full screen version, Andy. Oh. Weird. Yeah, maybe right, we just so, play it for audio listeners. We recommend Uncharted The Legacy of Thieves Collection. If you don't we know, free. it's a bundle that contains both Uncharted 4 A Thief's End and Uncharted The Lost Legacy, and it's out this Friday. The PS5 upgrades have some new performance modes, like 4K 30fps mode, a dynamic resolution 60fps mode, and a 1080p 120fps mode. Each mode has their ups and downs, but I would personally recommend the 60fps mode. 4K 30 is a little choppy for my taste, and to be honest, I think 120 frames per second for a game like Uncharted is a little overkill. Load times are great on the PS5, taking about 2 seconds to load up the games, compared to the PS4's on average 24 second load times. And that's why we recommend Uncharted. It does not it. Of no dynamic collection. resolution you don't gamers. Know, it's a bundle that you can go ahead and pause, pause it, Kevin. You see with the, Roger and the team, the video editing team, there's some, there's some pros. Because, like, right there, you didn't even realize that the video started over. The loop is perfect. The loop is perfect. That's TikTok yeah. art right there. <laughs> that, that's Roger being like, Barrett, ever heard of TikTok, right? I'm a young kid. You, Barrett, you're old. You're old. You're the old, old guard. I'm going to teach you about a loop right here. Yeah, you know what's in right now? Loops on TikTok. Everybody's doing it. Andy, uh, is, is this great, one that you're going to play? Great job to the team. There's not dynamic resolution. We need to point that out. Uh, yeah, it, it locks at 1440p. Yeah, if it's 60 frames per second, it locks at 1440p, not dynamic resolution. Um, and, and get a load of this Barrett guy being like 30 frames per second, a little choppy for me. This guy's experienced PC gaming for about a year, and suddenly he's like 30 frames per second. That's, that's what happens so, when you're roommates with Andy Cortez. They start talking like so him. in the past, dude. He's like, I, I can love use it. those same words. I can talk about resolutions <laughs> and all this shit. It's like, no, leave that to the masters. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Finally, re He finally saw the light. Um, I don't plan on replaying this i've had a code since i believe the thing started or, or since we were distributed codes i was given one as well and i installed it and i have yet to really kind of start it up mostly because a lot of other games have pulled me in their direction um i am kind of interested in just sort of re-experiencing it at a higher fidelity at a, at a faster frame rate because i remember what it was like back in the day and i still see those cutscenes and go man these are better than 50 70 percent of the games that are out right now in terms of just visual fidelity and clarity 
Um, I'll never forget Nathan Drake being washed up on the shore, blessing and being like, well, this is real time. Yeah. I remember that first uh, trailer that they put out at Dude, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, this is real time. I can't believe this. And it still looked as good as when it came out. So um, this is one I will definitely start up, but I don't see myself really playing through it. I'm more interested in replaying through God of War, honestly. I remember watching that trailer for the first time and being like, yo, they're going to kill Nathan Drake. <laughs> this trailer is dark. <laughs> and then I think Amy Hennig or somebody left and that game kind of got rewritten a little bit and things got a little bit lighter. But like, I was looking forward to that version. I wanted to see the version where Nathan Drake turns into Bruce gets Wayne murked. Batman and like starts murking people and gets murked at the end because he sinned. Because that's how fiction works. Like if he sinned, then you have to die by the end of the, the story. Of course, yeah. yeah. That, that was actually my number two game of 2016, by the way. Uncharted. What was number one? Number one was Overwatch. Good man. About that. Good man. Good man right about there. That. Where is mm -hmm. Doom 2016 in that list? I think it was like number seven or number six. Number five was Overcooked. Number four was Hyperlight Drifter. Number three was Inside. Number two. Oh, that, that would that would mean that that I think uh, The Witness was that year too, wasn't what it? What a banger year. I mean, when, 2016 I, doesn't get talked about enough. It was a good year. Bless. Yeah. The Doom good 2016, year. that changed the game. Literally. Uh -huh. Like it changed Doom. Mm -hmm. Great game. Great, Great game. game. Let's continue on with the Roper Report with story number three. Activision's next three Call of Duty games will be on PlayStation and Xbox. This is Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Activision Blizzard, which is being bought by Microsoft, will release at least the next three Call of Duty games on PlayStation. Before news of the $69 billion acquisition broke last week, Activision had nice. already committed to making the next few Call of Duty games available on Sony's console, according to four people with knowledge of the deal, speaking anonymously because they were not authorized to speak to press. That includes this year's Call of Duty, expected to be the new, a new entry in the popular Modern Warfare subseries being developed by Infinity Ward, and the following game, which is in development at Treyarch. The deal also includes a planned new iteration of Call of Duty Warzone, the lucrative free-to-play game that was released in 2020. Phil Spencer, who was recently appointed Chief Executive Officer of Microsoft Gaming, said last week that he had spoken to Sony leadership about the franchise. Quote, I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, he said on Twitter. But gamers have been wondering what those existing agreements were. Plans are hazier for the Call of Duty games further out, said the people familiar with the matter. So there's some news for you. You're going to get at least three more Call of Duty games on PlayStation. There was quite a few uh, banger quote tweets from Jason Schreier kind of in rapid succession over a couple of hours. In not only this, but including um, Activision saying, hey, don't don't unionize over there. And then kind of leaving it up to all of Activision uh, to, the, to all... Um, however, 130 employees at Raven or 330. Mm -hmm. I forget how many it was, but basically saying that the Raven QA testers cannot unionize unless all uh, like the majority of the vote of all the employees say, yes, it's OK for the Raven QA testers to unionize. That was quite uh, quite a banger tweet. And another one that I really enjoyed from Jason Schreier got me really excited more on the positive side of news. Bless was regarding that survival game that was announced yesterday and they talked about it on games Daily yesterday Blizzard. right and uh jason schreier uh essentially said that even the more disgruntled employees are super stoked about the survival game and that Dude. team that's working on it that's and that's hear. really exciting for me and i know we're kind of glossing over the more important news 
Um, so I, I just don't have the full details on everything regarding the union busing efforts that are happening in Activision. And I feel like it, it we talk about it every day anyway. Yeah, and they had, a, they had a big conversation about it yesterday on the show, too, with Greg and Gary Witta. Right, right, right. Um, I just also wanted to point out that that news, it, it just personally for me is pretty exciting because I, I feel like um, immediately when I heard that news, I just thought of the, the, the idea of a polished survival game being put out. You know, there are yeah. so many great survival games that are being put out with really good ideas that just have so much of the jank that comes with an indie studio developing something and to be able to to sort of realize that vision and polish it down like and have blizzard that blizzard polish have too? that bli- the blizzard like, presentation blizzard polish is another level of polish yeah I, I i'm super stoked to actually see what that is um so that, uh, thank you jason schreier for getting my hopes up for that <laughs> yeah i i think uh, another warzone game makes sense or another battle royale that is like successor to warzone makes sense within the next couple of years too like you're more tuned into warzone than i am so i don't know if this is something that's already been talked about or reported but it makes sense given that Warzone, I believe, is, is like a still PS4, uh, Xbox One game that hasn't like gotten a PS5 like new gen version. And it makes sense like to to uh, come back and be like, cool. Now let's make another one that we can um, uh, kind of use to sunset old Warzone and have new Warzone come up and have that be uh, on every platform. I think that makes a lot of sense. It it, it, it kind of reminds me of honestly putting the two on on Overwatch and how mm. why wouldn't you just continue to update it and, and call it like a bigger update but i i know that putting a number a sequel a, a sequel number on it kind of makes it feel more important and like a bigger thing um but yeah it, it's it is kind of weird to me that they aren't just going to call it you know uh, wherever location they're going to choose they just choose to call every game after that next location like right now it's call of duty uh warzone caldera and the next one would be Call of Duty Warzone, blah, blah, blah. But um, adding the sequel to sequelize it and putting that number on it, I think, is a an interesting choice. But it doesn't seem super odd for Activision to do something like that. Yeah. And I also wouldn't be surprised if it was just called Call of Duty Warzone and it feels like a relaunch. And maybe it is still crossplay with old gen and new gen, but it does usher in that focus on okay we are focusing on new gen right we want to talk about the revamp and the new graphics and the game's going to run better it's going to look better and it has all these improvements and we're treating it like a new title even though it is it is essentially what overwatch 2 is i i, I think they could get away with with calling it just call of duty warzone because it's free to play and so they're not gonna they're not looking for sales at that point right they're just looking for player base um but yeah, that's one that we'll have to wait and see for. Another question for you, Andy, because I know you, I assume you have a history of Call of Duty uh, because you're Andy Cortez, the Nitro Rifle. If I, I saw somebody mention that, like, uh, t- t- I saw somebody in chat mention Call of Duty coming to Game Pass and all these things. If every single Call of Duty came to Game Pass, Andy, and like has online enabled, you can play, and they're having like revitalized player bases across the board. You, like which one even, are you going to? even like the PS4 versions and everything, or, or what, what do you mean? Or I mean, even like, the, the the current gen Xbox versions? Like I'm talking about like current gen, previous gen, 360 gen. Like if Call of Duty Modern Warfare the first one, all the way up to Call of Duty now, all came to Game Pass, and all had kind of like these revitalized player bases, and you were to go, if you were to choose one to go back to, which are you going back to? Oh man, see, like I'm just super old school with it because really the only Call of Duty that I ever played in a meaningful way was Modern Warfare, the first one. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like all of them I kind of messed around with the. I feel like Modern Warfare, the first one, was the one that really kind of introduced a brand new way to look at first person shooters on consoles, 
where I was the Halo guy and I was pretty good at Halo back in the day. And then Modern Warfare came around. And I went, oh, shit, this is a different beast. And I'm really bad at this game. But uh, bless you, I'm a new person now. And the Nitro Rifle has been born from the fires, right? And so I feel like I'd be able to enter that game and just really pop off a thousand percent. Yeah, for me, it's between Black Ops 1 and 2. I think 2... Because they like you still have Nuketown, and then you also have the ship map, and I really love that ship map. And I, I, my best memories of Call of Duty are playing sticks and stones on that on the ship map, and like with friends, four player co op, and also going into online and doing that as well. And then also a gun game on that map was such a blast. But yeah, Black Ops One, I feel like this is such a classic for me. Dude, um, I, when they brought back Nuketown as somebody who had no affinity for it, mm-hmm. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I was so really? bad at it. It oh, was dude. just like, like Nuketown I, was fucking awesome. I would just, I would find my streaks every once in a while and just stand in that one building and just snipe dudes from across the map. But goddamn, that map was just like, I could only play about maybe 45 minutes worth of it before I was like, okay, enough of that. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> like Dude, this me, map is too much. It, for me, for me and my friends, it was, I think in black ops one, it was Nuketown and uh firing range that we would bounce back and forth between. And then in two, it was Nuketown. And then uh, I think it was called shipment, the like yacht map specifically. Kind of funny. The comments session you're wrong if I'm butchering that, but yeah, dude, I would love to go back to that. I wanted to call out a a Yurong right now that was just that just popped up in chat. Yeah, it's called Warzone Pacific, not Warzone Caldera. Uh, Caldera is mm-hmm. the the map or whatever, but Pacific is what they are calling it because Vanguard and Pacific hijacked. You know, whatever. Thank you, chat. It was hijacked. That's what it was. I appreciate it. Uh, Andy, you mentioned Halo. Let's get into a new story He's about Halo. Story number four: Halo Infinite had the biggest launch in series history with over twenty million players. This is Tom Ivan at Video Game Chronicle. Halo Infinite has enjoyed the best launch in the franchise's history, according to Microsoft. During Microsoft's second quarter earnings call on Tuesday, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said the game has been played by over 20 million players since its Xbox, PC, and Game Pass release in December. Forza Horizon 5 has also attracted 18 million players since its release uh, uh, for the same platforms in November. Quote, the big bets we've made across the content, community, and cloud over the past few years are paying off, Nadella said. We saw record engagement as well as revenue this quarter. Game Pass has over has, has more than 25 million subscribers across PC and console. We released new AAA titles this holiday to rave reviews and record usage. 18 million played Forza Horizon 5, and more than 20 million have played Halo Infinite, making it the biggest Halo in launch history, end quote. Earlier on Tuesday, it was confirmed that the Xbox division generated its highest ever annual revenue of $16.28 billion during the 2021 calendar year. Andy, the highest generated annual revenue of Xbox. I'm not surprised at all by Halo having the biggest launch in series history. I am surprised by the 20 million players part, though. That is pretty goddamn wild that you have almost as many um game pass users almost as many game pass users playing halo uh for the first time which is really cool and really exciting for the franchise um and i just always kind of need to remind myself and remind the chat that the internet is not necessarily real life because i know that halo is still a very successful beast and there's a lot of active players every day um but when i scroll tiktok i'm like oh the game's dying oh okay like uh Esports players hate the current state of Halo. It's like current state. The game's been out for two months. <laughs> like it's not, like it feels like yeah. current state is something to call a game 
eight months after its launch or whatever, or a year after its launch. Um, the game is still very successful. Um, and that's those are massive numbers. Those are absolutely massive numbers. Even something like Forza Horizon 5 for 18 million 18 to million play. is crazy. And it's a, uh, again, it's a racing game, not typically the most popular genre uh, to get into. Um, I think that just speaks to not only the quality of it, because when you hear that many people talking highly about it, if you have access to it, you're going to try it out. And I think that is the magic of Game Pass. You have it available. Oh, shit, I would have never given this a second thought, but everybody's talking about how great it is. It won IGN's Game of the Year. Shit, I probably should try this out. Yeah. Yeah, it, really impressive numbers. I think you you absolutely nailed it. And yeah, I look at that Forza number and I'm like, God damn, 18 million for Forza is huge. And yeah, like it, I I think that signifies like that is a franchise that is gonna gonna continue to grow and get more players. And at this point, if if you wouldn't already put in that conversation, which I would probably, but like you are going to put in the conversation of most iconic Xbox franchises like of all time mm -hmm. going forward. I think I think it's in there, uh, especially winning Game of the Year, IGN, and getting 10 out of 10s at multiple outlets and all these things. Uh, so go get him, Forza, and go get him, Halo. Andy, story number five. Crytek has revealed Crisis 4, question mark, question mark. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer, and Kevin, I have a link to a trailer that you can play on silent as I read through the story. Following this morning's leak, Crytek has officially confirmed Crisis 4. The developer released a short CGI trailer uh, that I'm going to have that Kevin's going to play uh, just after midday UK time, less than an hour after a social media post spoiled the surprise. There's little there's little to the trailer other than some flashy effects reminiscent of the series nanotechnology and then the phrase, quote, join the journey, become the hero, end quote. But there's no doubt Crisis 4 is on its way. Quote, it's now finally time to confirm, yes, the next Crisis game is happening, uh, Crisis boss Avni Yurli said today in a blog post. Quote, we are so pleased and excited to bring this news to you, and we really can't wait to reveal more details about what lies ahead. Right now, the game is in the early stages of development, so it will be a while yet. But we wanted to bring you the news uh, at this time as we are so hyped for the future and to let you know that we'll be listening to our community. Tri Crytek has a proud history of working with our community to develop the games you want to play. Crisis is incredibly important to so many people. It's beloved by gamers everywhere, and some of those working in the industry today are doing so because of the original game. So we want to make sure the next installment in the franchise lives up to all of your expectations. Make sure to join our socials and get involved and quote. Andy, what do you take? Like, what what is your take on this? I don't know what to think about this. Neither do I. I I would have almost guessed that there was really really bad news that happened at Crytek, and they had to do this as a distraction. It just seems like a, it just I mean, it's, it's total totally stupid, uh, dumb, reckless speculation. Uh, but y you know what I mean by that? Just the feeling yeah. of the way it dropped, um, kind of out of nowhere, um, without. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a decent amount of fanfare for it and for the people that legitimately care about the franchise and the series. I have no real affinity for it, Blessing. I will look forward to whatever John and Alex from Digital Foundry break down uh, on the video and maybe talk about what it could be. And I, I know a lot of these things are alluding to the nanotech and the nanotech suit. We'll see. You know, we'll see when this game comes out. Uh, I give it you know maybe 2025 at this point you know 
Yeah, I think between this and between many announcements we've gotten so far, including things like Splinter Cell from Ubisoft, right? We're getting a lot of games being announced super early in their development, and I think that's purely because they're looking at recruiting people. I think I forget right. who on Twitter said this. I think it might have been Jason Schreier. It might have been Jeff Grubb that mentioned that uh, video game recruiting seems to be difficult right now uh, in the games industry, just for for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the pandemic or if it's just harder to find people that um, uh, uh, like have the expertise that want that lifestyle. To, yeah, I want that lifestyle, want to work for uh, video games where they can take that same skill set and work for maybe a more lucrative uh, position at a big tech company or something like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that is why we're getting these announcements super early. But also, Crisis 4 is one that I would never have predicted. I don't know why, like Crisis doesn't seem like that franchise that needed a fourth game. And maybe that's a hot take. Maybe it's just that I've not like, I've never been into crisis, but like I've never once read somebody out there clamoring for another, another crisis game. And so I think this shocks me a little bit for that. I would be like, why wouldn't you just make a new IP? But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's a hot take. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely that sort of, it's definitely that IP that has a lot of lineage and a lot of history behind it. And a lot of internet memes uh, when it comes to PC gaming um, but yeah, I, we'll see how it goes. I, I, again, I look forward to getting more news about this in, in a year or so. Maybe we start to see some footage drop, but go, go, go apply everybody. If you're in game dev, um, go apply if you want to work uh, in game dev, uh, yeah. or if you have the skill set, or if you want to work on crisis, I love here that they mentioned that, uh, you know, talking about the, the game being beloved by gamers everywhere. They say that some of those. Uh, are even working in the industry today uh, and they're doing so because of the original game and I, as I read that in my mind I'm like well is that because they had to build a PC from scratch that is going to be powerful enough to run that game that is why they're working in the industry today but I digress uh, looking forward to Crisis 4 or not I don't know it's it's a game that's going to come out it's a game that's going to come out you don't have the live blessing I don't, yeah I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to play Crisis 4 I'm not I'm not I, I couldn't be more bored <laughs> by a game announcement sure. uh, but hey, it is what it is. I'm sure you guys are out there. Let's round out the report with our final news story. Story number six, a sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie, the 2021 movie, is in development. This is Mike Fleming Jr. at Deadline. All right. New Line, right? Yeah. Uh, New Line is getting back into a fighting stance on a sequel to Mortal Kombat, the action-adventure film uh, based on the blockbuster video game franchise. The studio has hired Jer Jeremy Slater to write Mortal Kombat 2. Slater was head writer on the Marvel slash Disney Plus series Moon Knight. Based on the Ed Boon and John Tobias created video game phenomenon, the last film was released in April 2021 during the pandemic, simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max, opening number one at the box office and ranking among the top feature titles ever on HBO Max since the platform launched. In last year's Action Fest, an MMA fighter sought out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld. It was a battle for the universe. No other deals are locked in at this point. Andy, you looking forward to this one? Mortal when we talk, Blessing, when we talk about most memorable moments of the pandemic in a positive way, I think back to you, me, Kevin, and uh, inside of Tim's movie theater, watching Mortal Kombat, we had pizza, we had some drinks, and we're yelling at the top of our lungs because we're so hyped up at how ridiculous the movie is. I had a lot of fun with this movie, Blessing. I'm super looking forward to part two. It was it was not a great movie, but no. <laughs> it was really I thought I thought the the visuals and the action sequences and the sort of um the homages to the franchise were really on point uh when they needed to be and the movie was also kind of 
uh, humorous in some points. I didn't expect Kano to be this character that I laughed at. And it was great. Legitimately laughed at. And instead of like, you know, when we look at a lot of these video game movies, you're laughing at them because they are bad and the dialogue choices are terrible. But Kano legitimately had some good comedic writing in a lot of moments. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to part two, especially um, after... I'm assuming that they've, you know, looked at uh, Jeremy Slater and been like, all right, this dude knows his stuff. Let's get him on Mortal Kombat 2. I'm yeah. also super excited for Moon Knight. Yeah, I, I love that uh, they're getting in Jeremy Slater in there. And I uh, this is me assuming that Moon Knight is going to be a good series. Fingers crossed that's going to be a very good series. Yeah. The writing is good. Um, but even with that, right, like Mortal Kombat 1, I think, was a fun watch. I, I would say it was a, as a movie, I would say it was bad. Uh, but I think that's also me just being a fan of Mortal Kombat and having certain no, expectations. It was fun. Not the movies, though, was, right? Like, not the movies Mortal Kombat. You you being a fan of the games Mortal the, Kombat? The games, yeah. But, like, also, but like, there's certain things, there's certain things the, that I think I thought butchered. the movie, I think they did such a good job with the movie of, like, mm. having moments where it was like, oh, look, he did the, he spam and jump. It's like, all right. See, that's, and when, when he's doing the legs, when they're doing the leg sweep, you know, yeah. stuff like that, I that's thought what, was really yeah, fun and really cool. But things, there are things in there that they butchered that I feel like they don't, they didn't need to butcher that, like, are you mad they actually, they to, didn't to, do a Mortal Kombat? Because they never well, that, get to the actual Mortal the, Kombat. The, the powers of the characters just being, mm. like, this thing that, like, oh, it's your arcana, and it just activates. There's not backstories for your powers, right? Like, Kano doesn't have a laser because he's, like, a, like, a surgically modified cyborg creature. Uh, you be that, careful. Like, they, I think that there is a He had a laser lore. because he got mad. It's like, why? <laughs> why, why? Why is that how you explain uh, away his laser I and every single other powerful in this movie, or uh, other power in this movie? Like... I, I think it, was so, I think so it, disappointing I, to me. I think it contextualized it fine. I didn't need to hear. I, I guess they could have gone the funny route, like in Spider-Man No Way Home, of like falling into a vat of fire dragons of or something like that. Yeah, yeah for uh, for Liu Kang or whatever. I would have. I, I would have appreciated that more than them being like, "Oh, it's magic." I was super underwhelmed with the main character and the main character's power set. That mm, suit looked yeah, really the, bad. Really bad. Yep. There was some another thing I was going to up. Oh, I think that they were like, oh, we'll, we'll make the rubber suit less look less stupid in post. And then they never did. No, never did. Somebody forgot about it. They just left it in there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't rock with uh, what was his name. Cole Young. I didn't rock with him that much. I thought he was boring. And you remembered unneeded. his name. Holy shit. That's him. That's mm -hmm. impressive. That, honestly, <laughs> it took me a while. Like, as I was putting together this, this new story, I had to remember what the movie was about. And then I was like, Cole fuck, Young, who was wow. the main character? It, it <laughs> was Young. Wow. Nice job. <laughs> Cole Young. Remember? Yeah, I had to really like <laughs> dig into my mind palace for that one. Nick was like, yeah, I mean, that was Scorpion's son, right? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> for oh, anybody... <laughs> when Nick didn't realize that, like, how time works. 400 years had like, passed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I can't wait to watch Mortal Kombat 2 with you. Even though I think it's not going to be great. I still look forward to it as like a fun watch in the way it's that like fun. watching bad movies is fun sometimes, and I think yeah. Mortal Kombat is that right. I'm gonna have fun. Dude, let's it with you. let's just drop what we're doing and let's go to Nick's or to Tim's house and watch Dune right now. Dune? Yeah. We were making plans for that. Were we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the plans we were yeah. making. Fuck, we never we never did those plans because we were planning to do that in like December or something, and we we just forgot. Tell tell Tim I'm we're really available at 7:30 a.m. Yeah, tell him, uh, Kevin, you or nine fifty-five or nine fifty-five p.m. p.m. Yeah, options. one of the two. Yeah, give him the two yeah. options, and we'll figure it out. Andy, I cannot wait to watch Dune in Tim's theater, but that's probably just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Drop shops today, where would I look? 
The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. One thing I was going to bring up um, that I forgot to bring up was, uh, one, I don't think this is spoilers. I don't think people care. Like, if you care about Mortal Kombat movie spoilers, then, like, you should have watched the movie already, but also like you know you you know that Johnny Cage is in that movie probably. Uh, there's that there's that tease that Johnny Cage is probably gonna be in the next one, and I was thinking about that and I was like, fuck, that's gonna save a lot of the movie for me because I want to see Johnny Cage on the big screen again. But then also I was reminded of yesterday the statement that The Rock put out saying that he's bringing a movie to the big screen or he's working on a movie being brought to the big screen. Could you imagine The Rock as Johnny Cage? I really can't. Man, that would be awesome. That'd be fucking awesome. I would. <laughs> Especially that movie good. Especially when we know when we saw the writing that Kano had, I think they could really make like a mm -hmm. super douchey asshole character that makes you laugh because of how much of a jerk they are. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing. That said, I also I would also put John Cena in there as like a perfect Johnny Cage. I think he would rock Johnny Cage so hard, especially after watching Peacemaker. Anyway, out today, we got Elastomania remastered for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox One, and Switch. Cake Invaders for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, uh, Xbox One, and Switch. Summertime Madness for Xbox One. Gav Gav Odyssey for Xbox One and mm. PC. Popslinger for Switch. Fro Froggy Crossing, that can't be legal, for Switch. And then <laughs> Dread, like Froggy Crossing is for sure a Frogger clone, right? There's like oh, no chance be. that it's not. It's gotta be. Dread Templar uh, unleashes another early access content update today. And then new dates for you. Survival Quiz City, the platformer quiz Battle Royale comes out on Steam March 4th with a final open beta coming February 11th. And let me tell you, that is one that I saw a screenshot for and I was like, this game looks fun. This game looks fun. A platforming quiz Battle Royale. I want to try yeah. that one out. A lot of genres. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, things merging together. And also, Steam Deck is launching February 25th. Wait, really? Yeah. Is that breaking? Uh, uh apparently at, at 10 in the morning 10 10 05 this morning oh i was doing live oh that's crazy wait oh, i can't wait for that put money down not knowing when it was coming out okay i mean that's the way the that's the way the world works kevin i forget how it works yeah, i forget crazy. if i put money down or not steam, the steam uh official I definitely didn't pay the full price i don't think for it the official news thing says hello the day is almost here on february 25th we'll be sending out the first batch of order emails to reservation holders customers will have three days in parentheses, 72 hours from like receipt that. of their order email to make their purchase before the reservation is released of the next person in the queue. The first units will be on their way to customers starting the 28th, and we plan to release new order email batches on a weekly cadence. In addition, we're also sending out press units for full review shortly. Press review embargo on Steam Deck coverage will lift on February 25th, but keep an eye out for some preview coverage and impressions before that. In the meantime, we're working to tie up the last few loose ends and polish some rough edges and are excited to get these out to you at the end of the month. This this whole launch of the Steam Deck, it, it reminds me of like a Kickstarter launch, honestly. <laughs> it just seems very yeah, informal, very unofficial. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, we're putting it. It's like you're, you're, you're Valve. Yeah. This should be a bigger, more organized thing. And they're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, we're putting it out there. We, it, it seems like it's going to be good, right? There's nothing about it that seems like it's broken or bad or not powerful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Should I be worried about this thing? I put the $5 down for it. Nah, I think it should be good. I think it'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, but like okay. if, if, if anyone changes their mind, they should like let, it, let people know in Slack just in case we want to. We want to change our mind you know what do you mean change our minds like we're all gonna cancel our pre-orders together no i'm like saying like, we're gonna cancel yeah maybe 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 i go oh, maybe i go I, I, I feel like maybe here's, i deserve one here's all i want here's all i want okay because i love my ipad kevin 
Uh-huh. I just true. wish Apple Arcade that. had an I wish Apple Arcade had the offering of like all the indie games that I can get on Steam or the Epic Store. Like I wish those were I wish it had that offering. All I want is a tablet mm. blessing that I could mm. just plug a controller into or Bluetooth or whatever. I don't want a does thin the laptop. Does the backbone fit, fit in the iPad? No, because I, I need the controller in my hand. I don't want to be doing this. I'd rather like on the plane, hang it up there and then do the thing here, Kevin. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I just I, I don't like a handheld thing. I don't want to play. You want to be on the plane and turn your plane flight into a Best Buy kiosk, essentially. Yes. Like a demo kiosk. Yes. I do that I, every I just, time. Bless. Just I do that t- every like, time. And, and like I, I know that there are some like Lenovo quick books or whatever the fuck they're called. These ultra books that are like super thin. I don't want a folding thing with a keyboard. I just want to let me just plug a thing in, play a little indie game on there. I don't need anything too crazy. I'm not trying to play cyberpunk. I just want to play, you know death's door you know those type of games those smaller indie titles i I know we're going long in the show and i should wrap up really soon but like am i doing too much because i have i'm I'm gonna buy the steam deck right i have that i have money put down on that i'm gonna get the play date as well and like i i missed out do i not i you're gonna play play the play date for two days two days days. and you're gonna be charged for it for like eight months right because that's the service you yeah it's like a battle pass system but like you pay per season Right, so yeah. I paid for the first season, and then nah, like get the your money season back. Comes, Just get your money again. back. It's such a like. I'm gonna get the play date. I, I think I'm gonna like the play date. All right, I, I, I beg you right before, now. I would get the play date before like, I get the Steam Deck. If I'm I, being honest. I, two months after you have the play date, you're not using it. Let me know if you want to cancel your. It's a good your call. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin wants in on this real fast. I mean, here's I don't the thing, because here's yeah. the thing: Kevin really doesn't I, believe in me, and I, I get it. I understand. With the play date, I, yeah. I mean, it's no, no, it's yeah. a, bless. It's not a you thing. It's, it's the a play date. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank it's you. A cute well, like, it knows what it is. It, it's a cute novelty item, blessing. And here's the thing: with the Steam Deck, you're going to have the world at your fingertips in terms of indie titles. Like, yeah, there's so many indie titles that don't come to Switch first or don't come to PS5 uh, or Xbox first. Like they're going to be on Steam. Um, and that's like that's massive for you, Blessing. But I'm not I'm not necessarily doing the Steam Deck for the indies. I am doing it for the the bigger games that like the Death Strandings of the world that uh, might, might might be playable mobile. Like that is why I'm getting a Steam Deck. Otherwise, and, I'm fine. I'm fine with the indie output on Switch. And think about this: it's playable on mobile. It cloud syncs, and then suddenly you're playing back on your PC, and you got the game on your PC. Like, Dude, it's, that's fucking that, sick. That's I don't know. The, bless. That seems that's like it's the too ideal much money. Thing. Maybe, maybe maybe give me the thing. Maybe give it a Kevin. Maybe give it yeah, a Kevin. Yeah, give, give me your give me your spot, bro. You should put money down. You should have put money down. It's on, too late. Yeah, I know, but I, I can't. Mean, I'm trying to figure out some review copies, and I know kind of kind of funny isn't known for hardware reviews, but we might be able to like get on get in on that, Kevin. That's not true. I might be able to, we have hardware. Review. We get hardware reviews. It just doesn't happen that often. Yeah, but like Greg Miller makes fun of PCs every single day on the show. I don't think which Steve's is why this is a perfect give them more stuff to review. But it's perfect because if they can win over Greg. Suddenly, I have all these th- this giant voice, this enormous voice that is constantly talking shit about PC. Ah, fucked That's up eyeball. Yeah, it's like they're converting them. Oh my god, it's bleeding. You know. Ugh. Yeah, he just uh, he's rough, man. Oh my gosh, he's having a yeah, rough. One. He's having a hard time. He's having a hard time. Anyway, uh, one more for new dates. We got Action Arcade Wrestling that comes to Switch on February 9th. Deal of the day for you. Coming to PS Plus in February, you're going to get EA Sports UFC 4, Planet Coaster, and Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Uh, a wonderful, or no, a Wonderland's one-shot adventure, which 
I thought that was DLC for Borderlands 2, but they don't really put DLC on PS Plus like that. So I, assume, I guess that's just a standalone, which is wild. I didn't know that was a thing. I would have played that forever ago if I knew. But hey, here we are. Uh, remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. You're writing list of what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. Nano says Crisis 4 was originally leaked in the NVIDIA leak. The leak is proving mm. to, be more, to be more and more real. Mm. That's wild, Andy. What am we I were talking about this recently. Talked about it on the Gamescast, Blessing. Talked about it on the Gamescast. Everybody wanted a Bloodborne remaster. It wasn't on the leak, but God of War was. Fucking Death Stranding was PC. We're seeing all this stuff becoming more and more real, but where's Bloodborne on PC? It's not coming out. Why? Because it's getting remade completely. Wasn't not there on like, PC. wasn't Half-Life 4 or some shit on that leak? Um, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Blessing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Demon Souls, Ghost of Shima, God of War, Gran Turismo 7. Helldivers 2 was on there, which is for Ooh, sure real. Uh, it's like, why would they put that on there? Uh, Sackboy, Returnal, mm, Chrono Cross Remaster, which I think I already got. Ah, I'm not going to say it. Uh, Nanobiologist says, Andy, Xbox controls work with iPads through Bluetooth. But, like, I don't have the games library there. I don't, like, that's the problem. I can't play games on the cloud through xbox or through nvidia geforce now because the internet is shit on a plane like the problem is not having the games locally stored for me you know See, on the steam deck they would be locally stored here's the thing kingdom hearts 4 is on this list and there is no way there's in no hell way, right that's that, that can be legit too much yeah, it is. it's legit it's legit thank yeah. you barrett Thank yeah, you. Kingdom Hearts 4, you heard it here first. And then uh, Nana also says that Froggy I mean, Crossing's no, description on, on Switch. Uh, <laughs> this list is crazy, you know by the way. I mean? We heard it on list, that list first, what I'm saying. This, this, you heard on that list first, but you also heard it here first because you read the list on here. And so, like, the audience knows. The audience knows. Uh, Cro Froggy Crossing's description on Switch says, uh, Help Froggy the Frog <laughs> fill his belly with yummy coins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that game is. Uh, you can use that that's pretty much it for kind of fun to you're wrong. More is like the more the rest of here is clarification on stuff that we don't necessarily need clarification about. Nanobiologist. Uh thank you all for your wrong. Of course, let's say Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. Your hosts for Thursday are Greg and Tim. God, if you're watching this live over. on Twitch, yeah, the week's almost Friday over. Eve tomorrow. Friday Eve tomorrow. Then on Friday you're gonna get me and Tam. Uh if you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Greg playing <laughs> Monopoly. Uh, if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Very excited to watch that stream because as far as I know, it's just going to be the two of them. Um, so that's going to be a very... Two losers <laughs> playing yeah, Monopoly. Uh, uh, a 1v1 <laughs> game of Monopoly. Uh, riveting stream content, Greg. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've been mean to Greg this week and I don't know why. Nah, he, I don't know, I don't I don't know what's bringing just, it out of me. I don't think it's just been this week plus. He deserves it, you know. I don't know what it is. It's coming out of me. I think it. he's turning me into a monster. Remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every day live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>